that, that makes them smile to celebrate. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome to Old School. We're live at the Mercado. Certified Piedmontese Beef will be here till 6 o'clock. Uh, we update as we go so you folks know how to get in contact with us. 402 464 5685. The Honda Lincoln Hotline, or you can text into the text line. You can follow us uh, on the live video stream Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Uh, I want to thank you guys for, again, for your kindness in the day and the folks who have stopped by the Mercado. Um, we're meeting some really cool folks here. And so folks are showing up. Uh, Jake Sorensen is with me. Jay, Jay Foreman will call at 530. Barry Thompson at 5. Kevin Meyer will join us live here uh, from Meyer Cork and Bottle. He will join us uh, at 430. Um, so we just met. First of all, we met Jay's mother-in-law. Yeah, we did. All right. So she came by and gave us a wonderful smile. And, and uh, yeah, she was looking for Jay. She was. She was like, where is he, where is he at? Um, but we appreciate her because she went out. She got her shopping done. She did. She went out, and then she came back in to say, yeah, introduce herself and say, um, it's nice to meet you. And that was very kind of her to do so. So greatly appreciated. What would you get? What would you get? The Santa special. You got the Santa special. Yes. That's no. What's your name? We can hear you. What's your name? Oh, you can't tell anybody. Ah, you're oh, gift shopping. It's a surprise. You're gift shopping. Oh. Get okay, we won't give your name away. Somebody's getting tell. a Santa special, though. Somebody's Somebody. getting a Santa special. So this is what's going on. You can do some holiday shopping. Uh, you can do just if you want a meal plan for the weekend. Uh, the Santa selection box: two grass-fed, uh, ten-ounce New York strips, uh, two grass-fed, uh, ten-ounce ribeye. Uh, four grass-fed uh, ground, pe- ground beef hamburgers at 16 ounce each, uh, one certified Piedmontese Ultimate Steak Rub, and the summer sausage at 16 ounces. If you're feeling like that's not enough, <laughs> and that's saying a lot, but that's just for 75 bucks. It's $100 value. If that's not enough, the Butcher's Bounty Box, four grass-fed New York Strip, two grass-fed ribeyes, four grass-fed filet mignon, mm. six ounces, four grass-fed uh, ground beef burgers at 16 ounces, uh, the steak rub, and then the summer sausage, all for one fifty uh, at a value of one seventy five. So, and then along the other fo- folks that we've met, uh, Big Daddy Stratty. We just met Big Daddy Stratty. <laughs> we did. Uh, Scott Strat- Stratman just came in. Um, he wanted to help us out, and he did a great thing. Yeah, he said, "Give a shout out uh, to Nick, the manager of Mercado; Jordan, the manager of Casa Bavina; and Bennett, the manager of um, oh, Bar. They got a new sommelier." Uh, well, Kevin would know that word. I Kevin Martin would know that, that word. I got that. I haven't used it yeah, in 20 it, years. It I had to go back to my restaurant days uh, to figure that one out. So stop by. We'll be here till 6 o'clock. Um, and I'm just telling you, I, I cheated, and they made a jambalaya, and I had it before the show because I hadn't eaten. And my goodness gracious, well done. Bravo. Kudos. Great stuff. Bring in Jake Sorensen. Uh, Jake, first of all, thank you for standing in, standing up. Appreciate you, brother. You're welcome. We've got a festive Christmas tree behind us, DP, if you're watching the We're video stream. All we, yeah, this is, we are, we are this festive is the, today. See, this Look is it. the Jake and, and DP Christmas card. <laughs> yeah, and right. we're just, take a we're just uh, like somebody will freeze frame it, and they'll take, use that as a Christmas <laughs> card. Christmas and card. you're not allowed to write ill, mean things no, on that. Only nice like, you things. Can't, don't screen grab it and then write stuff on there that we didn't say. 
So let's not do that. Yeah. Um, so I didn't get your take on this thing. As Fred Hoiberg announces that not only have they lost uh, Brian Bach for a few weeks, but they're not sure they have a lot of folks to get on the plane tomorrow to travel to Atlanta to face a top-20 Auburn team. Have you seen anything like this? Not, not that I can think of. I mean, we, we have right now across the country the last two years, and COVID has wiped things out, and we've had cancellations and postponements, and obviously sicknesses do come and go with teams and, and all sorts of events, but it hasn't really hit Nebraska before in the past. I can't think of a time where we've questioned if you can field a, a team to actually take to an event, football, basketball, baseball, whatever, but – it's going around. It's not just in Nebraska. We're seeing this quite a, quite a few places, whether it's NFL or, or NBA or college basketball, even some college football still. Uh, you're seeing some issues with with health and, and flu coming up. It might Some COVID, some flu, just because it is seasonal flu time right now. Um, but, but, yeah, after a rough loss against Michigan, you could certainly use your whole team to try to get back on track. And if that's the case, that they're going to be short-staffed or short-handed against Auburn, I'd say good luck, man. Good luck, gentlemen. Play hard. Auburn doesn't need the help. Wait, <laughs> limit the fouls because we don't have any guys to actually fill in for you. Well, but if you don't, if you're not going to foul a big, long, athletic Auburn team, you know what happens? It starts to look like the Harlem Globetrotters versus the Washington Generals. Like that's what that's going to look like. Because this, again, I know they're in the Big Ten, but Auburn is long, athletic, strong, and they play. Look, they press the they press full court. Thirty minutes of the game, like this is not going to like you're going to wear down. And if you you don't have your weapons, it's difficult. If you have your weapons, I'm not sure what the, what they're going to do if they don't have them, Jake. Well, I tell you what, I think back to the last year, the Big Ten champion, a Big Ten tournament, where that was when things got wiped out before COVID, and Nebraska did have some injuries there. They they took Noah Vedral out there and Brant Banks, and those guys did play. Nebraska lost to Indiana that day. So I guess, you know, the football season's over. They got some dudes. <laughs> go make the trip. Hey, he wants to take a trip to Atlanta and, and take on Auburn. You know, we don't. We got, yeah, we, Austin Allen. Thank you. Uh, Kevin Myers says Austin Allen is 6'9". Why can't he play? I, I think he Watch would. Well, like 10 points well but he's, he's looking forward to his professional career. It's one last hurrah, DP. I mean, come uh, on. Let him have some fun. I let him say I, I scored points against Auburn and Bruce Pearl. Well, he would actually have to, he would actually have to score, though. He's going to score. He's so you're saying nine, Austin Allen? Awkward. How many points would Austin Allen get if he played? You know, five. Okay. Two points and a and, a, and one. <laughs> <laughs> one. One with the harm there. <laughs> I just like I, I again. I don't understand. I was trying to figure out this week after watching this team play, and I thought I, I've been around basketball a very long time. I've never seen a team just not be able to shoot the ball. Yeah. I mean. It's purposeful. And, again, I love the guys on the roster, and they will tell you themselves. They've said themselves, we've got to shoot the ball better. But have you seen – I mean, is it – it seems like it's it's exclusive to Nebraska basketball. This is not new. That's the weird thing, DP. This this has been a problem for years. You talk about Nebraska thinks they bring in some shooters, whether it's the Vanny Center, whether it's PBA, and sometimes they're good – but mostly it's just kind of been a curse of the program. I don't know how you lift it. I don't know who needs to, you know, what needs to happen for Nebraska to shoot well. But 5 for 35 from three-point land in a game where the opponent was 15 of 32. 
is unbelievable, especially in your home arena. This wasn't at Michigan in the Chrysler Center. This was in PBA. And they seemed like they were the home team, and Nebraska was the away team. I, I, I haven't seen that from Nebraska before. It, it was kind of weird, right, that every team that struggles to shoot in their regular season comes to Pinnacle Bank Arena and lights it up. Yeah. Like, it's a tradition it's like, like any they other. light it up like, oh, my goodness. Like, it's, it's like medicine. Yeah. <laughs> it's like medicine for bad shooting teams, except for the team that plays there on right. a regular basis. Right. So I, I, I'm not sure what uh, what to expect. We're going to root for them and pray for them, and hopefully they're, uh, from a health standpoint, they get it together. Uh, but then from a shooting standpoint, man, I, my coach has always said the only way to get out of a shooting slump is to shoot your way out of it. <laughs> Nebraska hasn't completed that <laughs> they, task. They've tried to. Like it's they it's worse. <laughs> well, we just don't know what the number is, right? We don't know what, what the magic number is. Maybe they need to shoot – 43s a game before they hit a rhythm. I don't know, Jake. I, I, I mean, they are 351st out of 358 in the nation in three-point percentage. That is. And it's not because weird. they're not shooting them. They are shooting plenty. It's, they're not going like three for 17. They're going, you went five for 35. Five for 35. And I'm not sure that 20 of them weren't good looks. <laughs> right? Like yeah. really good looks. And Bach and I were talking earlier about shooters and that, Look, all the things you say about defending shooters is in play until you come across a really good shooter. Like they tell Kyle Corver, you know, don't come off the bench shooting. No, that's his job. So shooters are going to come in the game, they're going to shoot. That's what you hope. That's what you well, hope. I, I got to assume, DP, that these guys were good shooters in high school, where they came from. You know, Lat Mine, we hear all the time, but he was great at TCU. He could hit 86 of 100 threes in practice, and, and he's just. When the lights come on, he just isn't as sharp. And, and for Tommy you know, he said he's had some stretches where he's shot well, but it hasn't been enough. Three for eleven from the behind the line on Tuesday against Michigan. I mean, that's a guy that I think that if he starts off hot, and by the way, he did. He hit two threes early. He thought that's a good sign. They went ice cold after that. But if he makes a couple, then maybe it's a, a visual thing where guys believe and they start seeing the bucket as as wide as Fred Hoiberg says that it is. That did not work for them before that Tuesday game. But you just they need to get off to better starts, and that's been a problem for Nebraska. Although although against Indiana they were up fourteen to four and then it went ice cold. So I guess you could start fast, which I think they need to. They were tied they really were tied happen. with Michigan, what, thirteen all? Yeah, it was thirteen all. Right. And, so and then it all went uh, then it went all yeah. It went away. It went all that and then it wasn't. So we understand that this team has to almost be perfect, no matter who they're playing against that they've got to be pretty good, right? So they've got to rebound better. They've got to defend better on, on any given night. And remember, the North Carolina State game was an example of this team as well. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's easy to say, well, Michigan is everything that they are. Yep. But that's not necessarily true. No, it's not. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's easy to get caught up in the moment and complain about, wow, you know, this season is already looking, you know, sour. But it doesn't have to be that way. They, they can go on the road to Auburn and be – you know, with a lack of players and pull a huge upset, man, that could change a lot of things. That, I mean, that could, that could change your mentality about, wow, we, we actually have a squad. We're not, we're not the bad team that got beat by Michigan by 35 points. No, do I expect them to beat Auburn? No. Did I expect them to beat them with a, a fully healthy team? No, I did not. And we'll see how they look. At least they can fight and, and play a full 40 minutes. But And they're sick. And they're sick, yeah. You got, yeah, it's, it's tough. <laughs> 
<laughs> like even the ones yeah. that feel the best. Well, we're just we're just waiting for this not to feel like this, right? We like, want, like, but why do we? What do we do to deserve this? What do these well, players do to deserve this? I think I think what what Husker fans would want is sometime before Christmas that you get a, an example. Like, give us an example of what you can be. Yeah, please. Right. Like, let us see the best in you for one game for Christmas. Uh, yeah, against a non like South Dakota or what you are. Well, you know, at this, at this point, I, I, I'm not picky at this point. I, if it's Kennesaw State and they run them out, I'm good with that too. Yeah, <laughs> like I'll take that one. I will Please fully... just get a win in December. You know, <laughs> you know, just something before Christmas is all we they want. They could beat Kansas State, maybe. We'll K State's solid though. They're solid, but everybody's solid. They're not. You know, yeah, we maybe. can have that conversation. They're not. They're not Big Ten solid, but. We don't know what that is, and we don't know what that means. NC State would certainly be uh, Big Ten solid. Yeah, that. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. It's been a nice win to get, and I'm curious how they responded if they, if they get that win and, and get that monkey off your back. The first road game of the season, if they if they pulled it off in regulation or any of the overtimes, maybe they, you know, they still feel like they can close the game out and compete. But that might have been a crippling loss for them mentally. Saying, "Man, that was a, that was a lot of time to invest, a lot of, you know, physical time to invest, and it didn't result in a win for a squad that has not won much in the Hoiberg era." So I, I'm curious how much that hurt them mentally. But uh, thus, you know, since that game, they are zero and two. Yeah, no and, I, and I and I and I do like the one glimmer of hope and reason is that while it's a home game for Auburn, it's in Atlanta. Yeah, in a different building. It is so not actually, in so their maybe the yips will hit the Auburn Tigers the way it's hit <laughs> Nebraska. They're shooting in a different building uh, than they normally practice from. We don't know. We'll see how that goes. But yeah, I, I my mind is blown by it all, and we try to figure that out. Um, along the way. I, I do want to switch lanes here because through all of the conversation about Nebraska basketball, there's Nebraska football attempting to make some positive news. They're trying to be provide some some positive content. Are you thrilled? Are you excited? Are you satisfied with the Huskers additions in those coaching I'll, I'll start in order. I think Mickey Joseph's a great hire. I think it's hard to find anything really bad about him or negative. I think that's a guy that was we look at the look at the response from LSU fans. You can tell enough. I mean, they are they are all sad to see him go. They said that's a huge loss. They realized what he was what he did for that receiving group of Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase in that twenty nineteen season where they were incredible. He developed them, he recruited them. And that does not go unnoticed. And that's why you're excited to see already him making an impact on the recruiting trail of hearing from four-star receivers and some transfers and guys from Louisiana. Um, so that, that's all great. Mickey Joseph's an exceptional A-plus get for Nebraska. Okay. I, I, I am curious and I'm optimistic about Mark Whipple. Um, you know, this year was great for him with Pitt, with, with Kenny Pickett, uh, who had not been great the previous two years under him. So the concern people say is, oh, is it going to take three years for this offense to get to where it needs to be under Mark Whipple? Because it can't take that long. It has to start clicking right away. And I guess it all depends on do you get Miles Brennan? Do you get a solid quarterback as a transfer? Or can Smothers or Harburg carry that load? I'd be surprised if it's either of those two 
in terms of you know the upcoming season. But I'm optimistic. It's a guy that has been around the game in NFL and college football. I don't care. He's 64 years old. He's experienced. He's a guy that has a lot. He's a veteran out there. So um, I'm happy with that. And then Donovan Raiola, I mean, the Raiola name is, is obviously huge in, in Nebraska with Dominic and how great he was here and then with his long NFL career and, and wanting to get his son Dylan to Nebraska eventually as a quarterback. I, that's the one that you hear the most people, you know, most cynicism about and, and curiosity about is that, is that going to work? And I understand that because he hasn't really had a lot of, you know, any experience in the college game. He's coming from the Bears as an assistant offensive line coach and Nebraska just really needs to figure that spot out. The offensive line is absolutely the biggest thing that needs to get resolved on that offense. So I, I get why there's a lot of hesitation and concern there when maybe Jeff Quinn at Notre Dame was available, a guy who's developed some NFL players recently. Um, but I, I, I sit here and I, I, I'm pretty optimistic about what they brought in. If you did the checklist offensively, right, areas of need, areas of concern, offensive line top of the list, you've at least addressed it. Don't know if you've changed direction or purpose, but you've at least addressed it. Uh, Then the passing game, and you now have a new passing game coordinator. You have a leader, director in that that space. You now have an offensive coordinator and a quarterback's coach who has had – recent success so both of those cases both of those hires are guys who had immediate success we don't have to look back deep in history we can look back to their most recent work that's right most recent production and see what what it is they bring to the table but that box that needs to be checked is one that concerns me slightly because you have a passing game coordinator and an offensive coordinator uh who's in charge yeah <laughs> Who's in charge? Because we we have a no, we have a coach who likes to dabble in play calling. This sounds a lot to me like the question that was at LSU in 2019. They had an offensive coordinator and they had a passing game coordinator. Joe Brady was the guy that gets all the love for that season, but they they actually had a guy that was the offensive coordinator of that team. So that's a fair question, DP. Who is calling the plays? Is it going to be Whipple? Does Joseph get involved? As the passing game coordinator, is Frost still calling plays? I, I don't want to have this trifecta where it's just unknown who's calling the plays because I think Frost does still want to be involved in some capacity. Do you feel comfortable with his play calling? Uh, it, it depends on where they go with this offense. If if they if they approach like he was at UCF and Oregon in, in the first couple years in Nebraska, then – um, I know I, I still think he has talent there. It just didn't result in wins. He got a bunch of yards. It was an issue in the red zone. Um, but if they're going to a different philosophy where they want a pro-style quarterback, that's not something he's really operated with in his time as a, as a coordinator. So I would say to that, I'm <laughs> curious, but do I, would I trust him to call plays? Maybe not as much, and that's why Mr. Whipple <laughs> has to step up and do that. Yeah, and 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 I'm I'm so angry at Tom and Bach for bringing Mr. Whipple back into my life. Mr. Whipple. Yeah, they brought him back it, in my well, life. It was going to be brought back. I, I'm you not. Liked I'm, it or not. I'm not happy about that. I'm just not because the creepy, creepy old tissue squeezing dude is just not exactly <laughs> the dude I want to get down with on a regular basis. That's too bad. Um, <laughs> but, but I want to get. I know, right? He's a, he he made a career. The dude made a lot of money by squeezing toilet paper. Um, Scott in Stonebridge Creek uh, states this. If you're a pro coach, you should be able to develop players at any level. 
kudos for the assembly of coaches and their experience so far. Also, the Spencer Rattler drum is beating louder this afternoon. Oh. Okay. Who's beating that drum? Okay. Where's that drum at? Talk to me, man. Talk to me. Is that a drum you want to hear? Um, Do you want to hear the Spencer Rattler drum? I just have concerns about his character. Now, I, I have not been around the guy ever. As I, we, we hear what we hear regarding his character. You saw the video evidence when Caleb Williams went in the game this year and, and Rattler was the only guy that didn't go celebrate when he got a touchdown. He just lost his job. It's hard to really be happy for the guy that took away your job as, as you were being lauded as a preseason Heisman favorite and a first-round draft pick. That's fallen down. So this is a guy that's probably been humbled to some extent, and I hope he's hungry. So on that element, I'm curious, but I don't want somebody in here if he is a bad character guy, a bad locker room guy. So the it, talent intrigues there's so me. Much to unpack Char- there. The characters there's so much me. to unpack there. Are and 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 maybe it's wrong to ask you to be the spokesperson for all of the Nebraska fan base, but. Do you care what kind of dude he is if he goes out and wins the Big Ten West? Well, no, but, but the problem is that sometimes <laughs> sometimes those locker room guys can cause issues that don't you result have issues, in winning. You have issues with nine losses. Like, oh, yeah. Let's yeah, be you clear. Do. You like, do. Hey, hey, if, hey, I don't want to do a bunch of nice dudes who take <laughs> nine losses. Like, that's not how yeah, this if works. If they go 10-2 and two, win the division, I don't care what kind of guy well, you that's are. What I, like, that, that, that's but you can't of, guarantee that right now. Well, but that's, that's part of the conversation I wanted to have. Like, mm. real talk. Real talk. Stir, the, <laughs> stir it up. Yeah, yes, Kevin. <laughs> right, uh, right. Like, yes, that, but that is. was that, that was my point. That you want good, good folks wearing your colors and representing you, but you also want winning folks to yes. represent those. And there are no angelic programs, but I appreciate the intent to have the right people in air quotes, right? Air, yeah. air quotes. The right people. The reality is. Under any other circumstance, remove the personality profile. Spencer Rattler says he sniffs Lincoln, Nebraska. <laughs> the fan base should all rally, go fund me a plane, first class plane ticket with a limo that picks him up on the on the it's at the bottom of the stairway and drive him to Memorial Drive. Th- that's a thing. Now, if you're saying that that doesn't matter, that you're disliked for the for the guy, that in truth, the people that dislike him don't know him. Yep. They don't know him. I'm waiting to hear from the dude that knows Spencer Rattler say he's not a nice dude. I, I'd be curious, too. You know, Mark Whipple is a guy that just developed a guy that's going to be a first-round pick. You know, does he see Spencer Rattler as a guy that, hey, just didn't work out in Oklahoma. He's still talented. I can make that guy, again, a first-round pick. That's what I'm curious. Does he say, yeah, I want Rattler? Like, I would talk to Whit- he, but Whitmore and say, hey, do you but, want this guy? Yeah. All right, but the dating him. pool in this case doesn't work that way. Rattler is the one that gets to choose. Yeah, I know, yeah. Like, here's the thing. The fact that Rattler is consi- would even consider Nebraska after three losses. Everybody here should be throwing confetti in there because it means you changed the vacuum. Because a year ago, he wouldn't have considered you. Two years ago, didn't consider you. Three years ago, wasn't considering you. And now, all of a sudden, one of the elite talents in all of college football is actually listening to. He hears the name Nebraska and doesn't frown and doesn't sprint in the other direction. So I just wanted to highlight, circle, 
the fact that you've reached a point where that guy is considering you. Pay attention. Pay attention to the fact that one of the great football talents in the country is open to the discussion of being a part of Nebraska football's program. And if you don't pay attention to that, you're going to miss the message. You're going to miss it because that dude's considering, and I don't think that people really get it. If Spencer Rattler ponders Nebraska, Nebraska has removed itself from a place that they were in just a month ago. Just point that out. All right. I'm not saying go all in on the dude. I'm not saying you should root for the dude. Whatever you want to do, you want to do. But some of the best football players I know were awful human beings. Um, We'll throw it to break when we come back. (laughs) It's Thursday, Thursday. Kevin Meyer from Meyer Cork and Bottle will join us live here at the Mercado. We'll be here till 6 o'clock. Join in. Listen up. We'll be drinking. Uh, We'll be sipping. We'll be sipping. We'll be right back. You're listening to Old School with DP and J. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Ever wonder what separates cloud innovators? Find out. Download the Deloitte U.S. Future of Cloud Survey Report, closing the cloud strategy, technology, and innovation gap at deloitte.com slash us slash cloud survey. Deloitte. 